Caleb, we've done it. We've we've successfully escaped. Roger <sighs> can't find us here. That feels so good. Wait, where's Ross? 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 Daddy Podcast? Daddy Podcast, where are you? <laughs> the shackles are off, Dylan. We're free. We're not free. Ross didn't make it out. Did Roger get him? Isn't that what we... Oh, was I not supposed to... Did you leave him behind? Did you close the metaphorical I, gate and lock the key and stare into I, his soul and say some min- villainous line of betrayal? Yes. Son of a bitch. I you know wanted I said? to do that. You know what I said? <laughs> what? Guess what I said. What did you say? Oh, wait. Um, The Country Bears was the last straw. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I said, this is for Barry Barrington. <laughs> Fuck you. This is and like, I, did you ever watch Game of Thrones? <laughs> I know. There's a scene in the Red Wedding where um, Rob Stark, like, you know, the heroic character, one of the people look at him and say, the Lannisters st- send their regards as he gets stabbed. You <laughs> just basically did that, but with a gate yeah. <laughs> as you're running away. I said, get off my lawn. Oh, God, you became you became Clint Eastwood. Whatever the fucking, like, big, big bear. I, I don't even, I've purged it from my memory already. I don't remember. But the shackles are off. I feel like Frodo... After casting the ring into Mount Doom, I feel just oh, you're in the Ross middle of a gone. lava a field, and you're just like breath. Ah, nice. Yes, it's gone. It is finished. Ross is gone. Dylan and I are free. We make the show now. We're the captains now. We are the goddamn captains. Is this how it's like when you felt when you recorded a cut without me? <laughs> Kinda. It, yeah, it's exactly how it felt. Actually, you're right. You know uh, what are we the captains of, Dylan? We are the captains of the Binge Pitcher Podcast. <laughs> Nudity, boobs, sex, murder, ice picks, Michael Douglas, being a horny goddamn bastard. So, we watched Basic Instinct. Yep, we're back. We watched Basic Instinct, um, directed by Paul Verhoeven, uh, came out in 1992. And Dylan, the word that came to mind while I was watching this film... Is it's a softcore porn movie. Was sticky. Yeah. The movie's very sticky. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's just sticky. The way it looks, it's hard to explain, but the cinematography is sticky. The way it looks? Everything's just like sleazy and... Isn't Look. that kind of the point? It kind yes. of like well, yes, it is. Um, this it was just like, isn't that the point? Because like you know, it's like kind of like man's world, and when the woman's kind of trying to take over, people just go, oh, "How dare she?" She took over <laughs> with oh, an ice she pick. She just bro. went my sh- my movie now, and everyone just went, "Yes, ma'am." Yes, yeah, ma'am. basically. Basically, who um, we're referring to? Michael Douglas is Detective Nick Curran. Sharon Stone, the main attraction of this movie, Michael Douglas can be the main character all he wants, Sharon Stone steals the show as Catherine Trammell, a writer, a passionate lover, and a murderer. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. The movie's been yeah. out for 30 years. I mean, yeah. Wait, how, when was it released? We might be recording it like the day. Oh, no, it came out in March. Never mind. Yeah, that would make it... It's 30 oh, years. Like a little over 30 years yeah. old. You're right. That's, wow, that's crazy. Uh, um, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. 
So I don't know. You just want to go like beat by beat and kind of talk about it, or like, what are we gonna do? We could do whatever the fuck we, we want. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Podcast Dad show. is gone. It's our show. Podcast Daddy is dead. Long live the new kings. Long live the new daddies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. Um, so I want to talk about like how this movie has like controversy to a degree. Like, and I'm air quoting for people. Okay. Um. So a lot of controversy kind of stemmed from like. It was a bit more like um, graphic with the one particular scene. We can call it the rape scene, right? Like, it was very, like, graphic about that and yeah. graphic about disturbing, like, violence and sexuality. Which, in my opinion, I feel like the violence was tame compared to modern day standards. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think part of the. Well, I don't know what what controversy like specific. Can you explain? Because I don't know about the yeah, controversy. Yeah, sure. So the um, the controversy are mainly just like mainly in the idea of like the sex that like glorifying this like sexual desire. Also, there's another controversy, but I'll get into that a bit later. Um, okay. And just like how like um, well, let's just hit the hammer on the head. The woman just went full eagle real quick and then crossed her legs. I feel like that's the only reason this movie is, oh, like, infamous. The, the, <laughs> you said full eagle. <laughs> the the vad shot? The vad shot, yes. Yeah, that happened. Dude. Uh. Yeah, I, it was shocking. There is, there's this lot. So, so I wrote a um, letterboxed review after I watched this, and, okay. and it's, my review was, I hate it when porn has a plot. <laughs> because... Well, no, I, just... I told you this is a soft corn poor movie with a detective plot. Can you call it soft core if there's an ice pick sticking out of a man's head? No, I meant the porn. Well, yeah. it's uh, Do it's... we see full erection? Do we see outside of spreading? Michael? No, I don't think Michael Douglas did. I don't think like, he's no... his penis, no. It's definitely male gaze. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, it, there's a lot of sex in this. I mean, it's Paul Verhoeven. So I don't know if I've ever seen a Paul Verhoeven movie. I don't think so. But but Ross is always talking about how horny he is as a, as a director. I mean, it and shows in this movie. Now I get it. Listen, you got it. When you didn't make it in the porn industry, you make a movie, you get it to make major money, and then you go from there. With the biggest like sex symbol of the '90s and Sharon Stone. I thought you were gonna say Michael Douglas because that man is not attractive. He is not. <laughs> <laughs> Was Michael Douglas considered a sex symbol in the nineties? Like, quite possibly. I don't know. Uh, um, I'm breezing through Michael Douglas's uh, <laughs> the, the, Wikipedia page. On Wikipedia, just to say sex appeal question mark. <laughs> <laughs> we should change I, that. There's uh oh fuck. I don't know, dude. I don't think... I would be shocked if he was considered sexy. No, I'm not saying he was sexy. I was saying that... Um, well, he could have been. I don't know. I, you know, there was probably back in the day when he he was on the cover of whatever attractive hot magazine it was. Seemed fucking, like, like next gracing song. GQ. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I don't know. But yeah, I would... It's a sticky movie. Um, mm-hmm. It also, so the other thing that I wanted to, co- the other controversy that's kind of come of this film as I pull up the articles that I've read about it, a lot of gay people were not happy by this movie. I mean, really? Was, well, because, like, it's, you remember in some parts of the movie how they portray, like, um, 
homosexuals in the movie and how they portray bisexuals and lesbians, right? I don't remember anything homosexual, but it it's wasn't been, like the ca- it was like it's been the like a week. Buys. Yeah, it's been a minute for me too. I kind of had to brush up on it, but yeah, it was just kind of um, like it, people were mad about it. People were understandably mad about it just because it, anything that caught, like this is the '90s, right? People still really aren't accepting of uh, the LGBTQI. A community. I think I got everyone there. Um, and so, of course, people are going to come out and kind of dissuade people from joining this movie. I don't think that worked because I think it made well over its budget. Yeah, it made about five times, six times its budget. Eight times? That, I'm doing the math in my head. Do you know why it made so much money, Dylan? Because it's a porn movie that got put on the big screen. Sharon Stone Sharon titties. God I have three words for Stone. you. Sharon Stone titties. Sharon Stone, everything. The other thing about this movie is like, I, so you're right that like the more I think about this movie, it is shot color graded weird. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's sensual. Like even like what comes to mind is all of the scenes where they're driving. Right. That's what like, my first part the mountains. It's, like, it's a bit of a yellow gold tint to it. It's yeah. It's like, almost... and I don't know what that's supposed to entail out of a car chase scene. That's not really mm-hmm. car chasey. It's it's. I mean, just the entire movie's dripping with, um, it's dripping. It's dripping with anticipation. It's dripping with, um, mystery and intrigue and, um. Yeah, it's it's just it's a fucking sticky movie. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> it's just ugh. So, and it's not, I, like, I feel like Sticky might be, like, a bad, there's not a necessarily like this bad kind connotation, of, but. In this kind of context, if for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, which one, why are you listening to this fucking podcast if you haven't? <laughs> uh, two, it's the idea that, like, it does take, like, this, the women taking the power back kind of idea. Like, oh, totally, yeah. Because it's it, it plays up those like film noir tropes. Like, like you go in expecting Sharon Stone to be the femme fatale or whatever, mm-hmm. and she absolutely is but like it takes it a step further and makes her i I mean she's running she's manipulating everyone and running the entire show the entire interrogation scene she is the Mm -hmm. master of that room totally no if ands or buts about it in any capacity that she is the one to control like look at the goddamn idiot's faces they're just like duh pretty lady the entire fucking time Dude, yeah. This is a masterclass of how, like, for writing standpoint, of how to write a really good female intelligent character. And mm-hmm. it really captures the idea of that for the noir genre, because noir always kind of pushed that um, idea that the woman, one, either did it, or two, knows more than she's laying on, or three, is a combination of one and two, and then four, she's the main reason for the plot. She is the one who drives the force. I Like, when you write a movie... Your character drives a plot, right? Sure. Yeah, she's the one who drives the plot because Michael Douglas is always playing second fiddle in terms of catch-up. Yeah, Michael Douglas is catching up the whole time. She's yeah. laid all these traps and everything. She's just watching her master plan unfold. She's just, like, sitting in the spinny chair every time, like, someone opens the door. It's like, I've been waiting. God damn it, you're not the one. Okay, we're going to go fuck real quick and I'll kill you, but beside the point. <laughs> uh, sounds, uh... Sounds like every relationship I've ever had, Dylan. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Caleb, wait. 
Wait, you have a spinny chair and you didn't tell me? <laughs> it's I don't I yeah, I, I had a spinny chair in the last apartment. I had to get rid of it, no space now. Oh, it was great. There's plenty of space in there in front of the couch. <laughs> Completely inconvenient, but plenty. I'm gonna get rid of my sectional and just move in like six spinny chairs. You just see me go wee spinning, spinning. Dude, spin. I'll find a way in and just turn around and go like I thought you've arrived. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, so what was your favorite scene? Does anything stick well, out so for you? Well, so I know the interrogation scene is the, like, you know, the easy way out, right? Mm-hmm. I particularly like, I don't remember what part it is in the movie, but Sharon Stone's in the back. You have Michael Douglas and his partner in the front, and it opens with a scene of, would you like a smoke? And she's like, you know I'm trying to quit. And I'm just like, ooh, this is good work here because then she's like the suspension of disbelief and like telling them how to be a writer and a good liar. And it mm-hmm. works just yep. because like she's laid it all in front of you. The best right. part of writing is when you tell the people like the audience that this is how the character works. This is how the character operates. And then this is how they um, exist in the story. Yeah. And but she tells whole- you everything from the get go. Yeah, she does. Like the, uh, Sharon Stone's character is set up, like you know everything she's doing immediately. But then the whole movie is trying makes, to separate like, fact and fiction. Well, so from the very first scene, you have a good idea of like who the murderer is and everything. But the rest of the movie, you're second guessing yourself. Like the movie takes you on this wild ride where you start doubting the things that you thought you knew. About all the characters. Um, and then at the end, it, it kind of wraps it all up and obviously confirms what, what you've suspected all along. Yeah. Yeah. I hated the end, to be <laughs> you honest. You hate the end where you were just like, oh, we're going to have so many kids, a house, a picket fence, 2.5 no, 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 children. No, no, no. And then it like goes they're... under the bed and it's like, oh, yeah, she did yeah. Right. When they're, they're like having sex or whatever and the camera work is very careful like not to show her hands and there's tension and you think she's going to kill him. Mm -hmm. But then it would like pan over and show her hands and her hands are empty or whatever. And they're just, they're having a good time. (laughs) They're having a good time. And like, yeah, it is. Oh fuck. I didn't like that. It was so drawn out and kind of tacky. I thought. And then, so, so what happens is like it, it goes on like that for a while where it teases you and you're not sure if she's going to kill him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his hands are like tied to the headboard so he can't move, which is like a, a ongoing theme throughout the movie of, of all the murders and stuff. And then eventually the camera like trails down and tracks on Sharon Stone's arm, which is hanging off the bed. And, and it, shows it shows her hand and like, the fucking murder weapon right next to her hand and she's like contemplating whether to grab it or not and then like the movie ends right and i wasn't a fan well that's kind of the thing of noirs right because this movie gives me like chinatown vibes and we've Hmm. watched that movie before right yes i love chinatown chinatown this gave me a lot of chinatown vibes just like how chinatown was like the essence of a good noir film and then you got this one that kind of like breaks out, like like doesn't break the lines, but just makes a new box. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Well, I don't because know. we have the rules of film noir, and everyone kind of just goes, "Well, 
this is another noir film where it's actually just about corruption and all that. It's like, no, nah, this is just some a woman who just says, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, t- fucking Chinatown's on another level, though, bro. Oh, Chinatown I is on, I would put it on the. It's I would put it on great. this level, too. I would put uh, Basic Instinct on the same level of Chinatown. What? Yeah, 100%. I, not for me at all, man. Chinatown is in a league of its own. You see? Chinatown fucks. Chinatown does fuck, and this one And objectively, fucks in two Basic ways. Instinct fucks <laughs> in multiple it ways. It does, I mean, yeah. They go doggy, missionary, and Poor choice of words for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I just mean, like, it's different as the the Michael Douglas character isn't necessarily, like, a... He's there for the money. He's just there to figure out what the fuck is going on. And Well, he's also there for the fucking. that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> what? Listen, this podcast was never PG. You know, you put me on here knowing it will never be PG, and now you're Who here. wants a P- what po- if a PG, PG podcast or for... Like, come on. It's, it's the for the Elmo's World and the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> we should do... Uh, I've watched so much fucking Mickey Mouse Clubhouse... We should do a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse podcast. We oh no. fuck yeah, we're just doing a watch through. We we'll do an hour episode for each Mickey Mouse Clubhouse episode. It'd be great. I bet podcast. Ross will do it with me. Yeah, you guys can do that, and I'll just be over here like reading the Bible. Which would it's it's the Bible is a mo, a more coherent piece of. I don't fucking know, bro. Where are you going with this? I don't know. But I would rather read the Bible than watch an episode of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And that's fucking saying something. <laughs> Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is a freak show. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is like, uh, I, uh, it's like, it's almost Country Bears. It's almost fucking Country Bears, man. You know, I could see that. It's so bizarre. And the like, they made it, it's like 20 bucks per episode on their animation budget. They like, handed some 3d artist a 20 dollar bill and said go nuts kid yeah do what you can in 20 minutes and we'll roll with it and they just pump out these fucking bizarre (laughs) i'm going down what are we talking about we're talking about basic instinct right so did you know that this movie had a sequel i did read that yes with sharon stone which shocked me but no one else right i would figure she would be the one who wouldn't come back Right, but well, then you don't have a movie. You then well, you don't have a she sequel. She probably did for like a good paycheck. So what the fuck happens? Does she she gets away with murder? Evidently. Well, that that sounds like she gets away with murder. If there's a sequel, mm-hmm. apparently this me this sequel sucks. I didn't, oh, I'm sure. I didn't. I mean, I guarantee it does. Like not the it. same director, right? It's not no director. Um, not even a Michael Douglas. Just Sharon Stone. And it's also <laughs> ten years later when the movie comes out. 2002? No, wait, 14 years when it comes out. 2004? 16. 14. 14 years later, Caleb. Caleb, do basic math. <laughs> 2006? There you go, bud. Why did you, you say 16? Yeah, I got, I got confused. I said 14. You said 16 before you said 14. No, I said... Play it back, folks. Play it back. <laughs> I want to be right in this moment because I know I'm right. Um, that's, it's, uh, I can't, I, there's no way the sequel's good. I'm not surprised no. it's not good. Oh, and it's, it's subtitled Risk Addiction. You know, oh, geez. you know how like in some movies, I know I'm jumping all over the plot. You know, in some movies where it's like the cop needs to redeem himself and all that. 
Yeah, people I'm like sorry. that arc. If the detective shot two people while high on cocaine on, on an undercover sting, I'm like, that guy's desk duty for the rest of his career. Eh, probably not. I Honestly, would, knowing other what than I know we about police departments. Other than that, we don't have a, we don't have a movie. <laughs> yeah, ex- well, true, yeah. You gotta keep him out on the, um, on the beat. But, like, I'm pretty sure cops shoot, shoot people while they're on cocaine all the time. Get away with it. Oh, God, we're gonna... I hope no cops listen to this podcast, otherwise we're gonna give a fuck. I know you don't give a fuck, and I don't give a fuck either, but at the same time... I was gonna say, why do you give a fuck? I don't know anymore. Yeah, listeners, if you know... No, we're not gonna get it. Nope, Caleb, (laughs) shut the fuck up. (laughs) Caleb, I'm gonna need you to politely shut the fuck up. The Um, only cops I'm friends with are Cheats and Ham from Country Bears. Damn right. (laughs) Put (laughs) put them in charge. You can trust. So, Caleb, did you have, like, any other, like, major things about this movie? That, like, stuck out to you. Major things that stuck out besides Michael Douglas's penis. He didn't... His penis isn't in the movie. His penis <laughs> know, is in Sharon Stone, but let's not go into that. Well, let's not go into... You wouldn't go into Sharon Stone? What are you talking about? I'm not... Did I speak against that? <laughs> you said let's not go into it. Because we're not a porn podcast yet. <laughs> not at this time. Not at this time. As a time of recording... No. As of now, who knows? Before Ross comes back, we might just devolve into it. <laughs> like yes, smut. and he'll have to put it out. He'll have to do it. <laughs> he needs content. <laughs> it's um, kind of like why I just put out the episode you guys recorded without even listening to it. I'm like, synced up the audio. Sounds decent. That's Go. a lot of trust that you put out our cut episode without Listen, even listening I, to it. Listen, we're friends, and we wouldn't nuke each other like that. So I know that. You're right. We wouldn't. We had fun. Yeah. Um, the only other thing, I mean, we didn't talk about the opening scene, which set the, which now we can't close with the opening scene, but. Well, no, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Ross isn't here. Yeah, that's true. Could but that that's be like the like, colon? Ep- the colon? It's like basic instinct colon. Ross isn't here. <laughs> Ross is no longer the boss. <laughs> no, but that opening scene was, I mean, it was such a hook. It was. Um, and I was not you... expecting like graphic sex immediately, and then I was not expecting it ice pick of, to come out from the bed sheets. It kind of remind me, Ryan, It reminded me of the movie The Good Guys, which is like the Ryan Gosling, uh, Russell Crowe buddy comedy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where in the first two minutes you see this woman with the most impressive tits I've ever seen. Yeah, like and that's um... in the first two minutes, and then the kid from Jurassic <laughs> Jurassic World. Like just goes up and like is the most decent gentleman in the world and just puts the blanket, puts the jacket, puts a, like a cover over her as the cops are coming. That man's a saint. Oh God, the most impressive tits you've ever seen. Listen, you roll it back and look at those tits. <laughs> what is this? I think we found our subtitle for the episode, Ross. You roll it when back and it look up. at those tits. <laughs> But no, I agree with you. It does hook you because the entire, again, we've I've probably hit this on the head a lot because I repeat myself a lot, is that a woman, like a woman taking power in the most, like, in the most like vulnerable spot or like the most like, not vulnerable. Caleb, help me with words, please. <clears throat> Hello, I'm uh, Caleb. I'm your local dictionary. How may I be of service? I need a word that kind of helps me describe, like, the idea of oh, a you woman don't want... taking place, like, taking over. You're taking, looking for the thesaurus. Powerful. God damn it, are you not a thesaurus? I'm not. I'm just a dictionary. God I can define it. words, but I 
Damn. Can't you. help you with synonyms, you bro. You fucking fucked me. No, so this bit has provided me enough time to think. Thank you. Um, Let's nice. Um, <laughs> it no, serves a purpose. Just, yep. <laughs> Everything on BPP serves a purpose. Absolutely. Um, it's just because when you think of a woman in the bedroom, you think of her as like the submissive kind of type, especially like in that kind of era where. Dylan, do you? Not even a bit. No, let's not even go into that. <laughs> no, it's just like in those in the kind in the in noir movies, they're not like the ones who take charge. They're not the ones who wrap everyone around their finger, right? They're kind of along for the ride. Yeah, right. So like the that, almost like the damsel the in distress sort of thing is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah that sets the tone that the that the women in this film don't fuck about. No, certainly. Yeah. Certainly not. And that's what you need to do when you're doing, like, these murder mysteries. One, you don't know who done it. Keep it like that. Two, hit them with the themes. This theme was about um, sex as a weapon and... Um, or as a, yeah, as a tool. As a tool to get... Because she even mentions that all the time. She's like, I picked him up at a bar, fucked him a few times, then I was done with him. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of what beat, like... It's talked about because if you think about it, like if a guy did that, I'd be like, "Oh, you stud." And then if a woman did it, blah, blah, like you know, right, right, double yeah. standard, double edged sword, bullshit. Um, and that and that kind of flipped on that flipped on its head in this movie. Where yeah, you think about no, it, that's a good like, point. Totally where, is where the woman took the power back, or yeah, because she proved that one, yeah, anyone who has safe and consensual sex without ice picks is a great idea. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Even even bring the ice pick. Just don't put it through someone. You know, unless I they, don't. Unless I, they. I'm ask scared for it. of you now. <laughs> and I don't want to <laughs> know anything about your sex life anymore. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. What would you rate uh, this a movie? I would rate a basic instinct. I give it a 6.5 out of 10. All right. Think. So I'm thinking seven Sharon Stones. Nice. Oh, that's pretty high. Uh, three tied up Michael Douglas's. Seven point three. And then five ice picks through the heart. Seven point three five. Yes. Very and nice. then I'm gonna speak for Ross that he gave this movie probably around uh, six. A six? I think that's a good. Uh... Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's holding so six on. plus six point five. Usually Ross is the one with the calculator out, and this is riveting content. Riveting. For all of the BPP customers. My God. What did you give us? 7.35 to mm-hmm. by 3. So aggregate score the, uh, from BPP is 6.61. Not uh, repeating? Basic Damn it. So there we fucking go. Dylan, I believe you have a wheel to spin. My God, I do. Now I need to remember how to pick the thing. I've picked a thing. Hit the button. The button Whoop. is there. Oh, now I can see it. Okay. Excellent. Okay. I will warn you now. My war crimes... My war crime movie that I added was Robin Hood 2018. Oh, boy. Because that movie is fucking hilarious. Oh, boy. And terrible. Here we go. I swear to God, if I land on this, that'd be hilarious. I don't know if hilarious is the right word. Where are we going? You know, okay, I'll fuck with it. Inception, okay. Inception, yes. I I haven't seen Inception in ages. I feel like... Like 10 years, probably. I have opinions just about Christopher Nolan as a human, which I'll probably get into in this movie. Yeah. Tune but. in next week to hear Dylan's opinions on Christopher Nolan as a human. And Inception the movie. 
and Inception the movie. Uh, Caleb, plug anything. Go. I will be plugging in my phone charger <laughs> into the wall later. I don't really have anything to plug. Um, uh, this is great. This oh, is great right here. Content. This is riveting such an endorsement. Content. You're feeling dead air, though. You're not just I like, p- that's pure what I silent. Do. I endorse pumpkin seeds. I've been eating a lot of those. What have I been watching? I've been watching... Um, oh, Adam Savage's YouTube channel. Y'all should check out Adam Savage's YouTube channel. Adam Savage being, of course, from Mythbusters. He does... Um, prop builds and like practical effects and stuff. Oh, actually, wait. we I saw he did a thing with Corridor Digital, and I fucking love Corridor Digital. Yeah, yeah, the Chinatown. Yeah, it was, it yeah, was a Chinatown I saw that. Thing, I haven't watched that video about. yet, but like, dude, watch it. It's great. Is it good? Yeah. So what what happened is Corridor Digital was you know the scene in Chinatown where yes, Roman Polanski like, slices see, yeah. Jack Nicholson's nose. Um, Corridor Digital was there. Like, was a, it was a challenge mm-hmm. um, to do it with VFX or practical. Yes, because so Corridor Digital, Digital would VFX. do it with VFX, mm-hmm. and then Adam Savage went to his workshop and recreated it practically. Oh, that's and they like, good. yeah, they like compared how long it took for each of them and, and the results, and it's it's fucking great. Also, um, Ross has texted me, Oop. and he has just said, you. No, he texted the group. Oh, Caleb, I have my mom like sleep mode or whatever. Got you, Caleb. I'm gonna say this: if you look at this and we're still recording. Uh, Ross, we're not, you don't exist in this universe. This is the timeline where we succeed. Um, and no, we will not mention what you are doing. Good day, sir. I said good day. <laughs>